Hello, everybody. Megazardex here. Back at it again to give you another very exciting podcast episode. That being my Zarcast episode 39. Oh, goodness. Only one away from episode 40. It's, it's still it's still kind of hard to believe that I've been doing this for that long, though. But, uh, you know, it's been a blast doing each one of these episodes, you know, on the bi-weekly and whatnot, though. But honestly, it's weird. We're kind of in a weird time in terms of gaming news, to be honest. Like we're in the late summer-ish months, you know. Ever you know after they get done with E3, that that gap between E3 and early fall, right before the rush of the holiday season, news kind of slows down a little bit. So I don't have like a lot of topics, but out of the ones that I managed to pick and go through, though, I had some stuff to say about each one of them. Though I have a decent bit of pop culture segment news and got to talk about some a couple of these games I've been playing uh, within the past couple of weeks, though. So I've got some interesting stuff for all y'all here tonight, though. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump up straight into that pop culture segment. All right, so first up, Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War. Now, this is an anime I'm highly anticipating at least for the fall anime season, along with a couple of other ones like Chainsaw Man, My Hero Academia season, season six? Se- yeah, se- yeah, season six. Golly, there's so many seasons on, on it right now, though. But a lot of different anime is coming out this fall. It's going to be really good. However, for Bleach, though, it's weird because Disney Plus actually acquired the anime streaming rights for it. Now, I doubt that's actually Disney Plus over here for us in the West. It's more so Disney Plus over there in Japan where, you know, anime, you know, is much bigger and stuff over there, though. Granted, I like how more global it is, you know, ever since like 2015 and whatnot, though. But it... It just makes me wonder and kind of scratch my head and ponder, how in the world are we going to get this over here for us over here in the West? Now, if you know anything about me, I love my dub animes and whatnot, though. And the fact that it's already owned by Viz Media, I mean, and the fact that it's tied with Disney Plus over there, at least for people over there in the East, it just makes me scratch my head and wonder, dang, when is a dub potentially going to come out? And if it does, where the heck is it even going to drop? It could fall to Netflix, it can... I, we hadn't had like actual anime anime related stuff on the Disney Plus side over here in the West, but it could fall to Hulu because I mean Disney owns that as well. I, I I just don't know about this one though. So it just makes me over here scratching my heads. I wish Crunchyroll could have acquired it, but I feel like they put a lot more of their money in acquiring Chainsaw Man because the bigger anime that's new tends to have like a bigger impact or whatever though. But don't be sleeping on my My Hero Academia. Um, season six because there's a lot of good stuff that should be coming up within that with that war arc that they're about to launch up to and whatnot though but i'm really excited about this anime though how long it might take till i actually get to watch it oh shoot well that's the unfortunate thing though but yeah so that's all i wanted to talk about that and with speaking of anime uh we did get the confirmation that one punch man season three is also coming out as well though i honestly did not think i'd be talking about this much anime right off the bat in this pop culture segment, though, One Punch Man season two, though, it was a little left. Um, I would say a little more to be desired or whatnot, though. I really love season one. Season two was okay-ish, but it didn't live up to season one. I think there's going to be a new studio doing season three. So if that be the case, then maybe this one will actually be a better season, though. So. Good little confirmation that we managed to get this one um, confirmed, though. And I'm just crossing my fingers that hopefully this one is a little bit better, though. Now, moving right along, though. Okay, 
finally, we, we got the announcement for the Sonic Movie 3. We knew it was all coming and everything like that. However, we didn't know exactly when the actual date would be in terms of when we might actually be able to know when what release date this is going to have. Well, it is confirmed to be coming out on December 20th of 2024. So yes, it's not coming next year, unfortunately, for 2023. It's going to be a whole nother year in 2024 at the very tail end of it, though. So it's like almost 2025. So we're going to be sitting on this one for a little bit of time, though, before we get that movie, though. But I'm pretty sure it's going to... Well, I guess, can I, can I go around saying this? I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, we know the plot is probably going to be focused more so around Sonic Adventure 2. I'll probably leave it at that in case for some oddball reason, somebody hasn't seen that movie yet, though. But maybe um, we'll get the inclusion of Shadow and some other stuff. Um, include Maybe Amy will finally show up in that movie or whatever, though. So good to know about that. But I think in the meantime, it was confirmed. We'll get like a Knuckles series or something like that on Paramount Plus or whatever, though. So we'll get some little stuff in between, though. But it's going to be a decent wait into um, that next movie, though. But whenever it does come out, if it lives up to anything like the Sonic 2 movie, that Sonic 2 movie was absolutely great. I I didn't really have anything bad, honestly, to say about that movie um, in particular, though. So, yeah, so I think that just about does it in terms of mostly all the pop culture segment stuff that I had to go through and talk about and discuss. It just just dawned on me. We just recently had She-Hulk come out. And normally, sometimes I have like a Marvel segment in my pop culture segment, but I will say that for the uh so about that show segment though so yeah we'll just save it for that a little later on in the show though but that's gonna do it for the pop culture stuff though so uh without any further ado let's go ahead and jump straight up into that gaming news All right, now one thing that actually popped up as like breaking news for the day of, honestly, I did not have this in my list of stuff going through my stuff on OBS right now though, but Pokemon World um, Championships for like the TCG, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Tournament, as well as the the Pokemon video um, games themselves, it was going on within these past few days and whatnot though. You know, they stream all that stuff on YouTube and whatnot though. At the very tail end of the conclusion of it though, they did actually announce a brand new Pokemon um, for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. And that is, um, how do you pronounce this thing? Sislizer? Sislizer? I'm going with Sislizer or something like that though. But it's a dragon normal Pokemon. And I was like, okay. Unfortunately, I don't know what's up with the dragon normal. I'm like, come on, man. I was like, it, it may just be me, but I prefer if you're going to make it dragon normal, just make it straight dragon. You're just adding one extra weakness with it being normal. So then fighting types are also super effective on it. And a lot of Pokemon can learn a bunch of different fighting type moves. I just hate it when it's dragon normal like that. I mean, like normal's not super effective on anything, though. But outside of that, looking at its design, though, it really does look like the two mascot legendaries we're getting on the box arts of the game, though. And it made kind of people start to think and wonder, are we actually getting, um, like, is this like it's pre-evolution or something like that? But if you go back and look at the, um, if you go back and look at the Pokemon for the Scarlet and Violet main legendaries, their typings are almost completely different 
because um because the new Pokemon we have right now is like Dragon normal, but in terms of these other two, I don't know. I was thinking we had the types confirmed, but actually now that I'm looking back in on Cerebi right now, the types aren't confirmed. But it really does look very similar. Like it could be like um, oh, what is it like Cubfu? You know, like Cubfu evolves into like Urshifu or whatever. It looks like it. I mean, it has that little part of its neck, like like the wheel thing. So it kind of looks very similar. At first, I wanted to say no, that's probably not it. But the fact that we don't know the typings for like Coridon or Myriadon makes me think, you know what? That might actually be a possible thing. So I don't know. It, it kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence now. It very well could be that. I don't know. But we did see some imagers or whatever, like some random old traders already riding it as if like it was something similar to like Coridon and stuff like that though. So Honestly, some breaking news that just released today. Normally, I plan out this podcast on Saturday night. Not a lot of news normally drops out on the day of Sunday, but this happened to, you know, be one of the breaking news. So I had to slide it up here in the show like that, though. But yeah, y'all heard it here, though. So, oh, goodness, man, we're getting closer and closer to that game coming out, though. And at least we got a good look at some Dragon Pokemon. I mean, it could always be worse, but I mean, at least right now, that Dragon one looks somewhat pretty cool potentially it could get better with some evolutions or whatever though because that cannot be like the only stage for it though but yeah so that's it in terms of that one little breaking news segment so we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic that being um we did get the confirmation that hogwarts legacy was delayed out of what should have been 2022 around the holiday season and never gave like a confirmed date i was thinking it was probably gonna be like in the month of november or something like that but it got pushed back into the month of february on the 10th of 2023 so i probably got ideally basically got pushed out like another quarter like another few months or whatever though i was actually kind of looking forward to playing this one this holiday season though but i mean that one got pushed back i know in the in the gaming landscape like a lot of games have been pushed back from 2022 into 2023 though so honestly you know what i have something to play at least in the very first part of next year though the only other things I think they're coming out in this later part of the year, um, you know, there's a couple games in October, that being Bayonetta 3 is a game that I probably won't actually pick up. I tried Bayonetta 1. I don't think it was, like, for me or whatever, though. And then there's obviously Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, um, which I know I'll get at some point, but I don't think I'm going to get that at launch. And then, obviously, in November, I will be picking up um, Pokemon Scarlet, though. So I think outside of that, that might be it. We do know Final Fantasy... Um, crisis core is supposed to be coming out sometime this winter but i doubt it it's unless we hear something you know between now and maybe september it might fall around kind of close around hogwarts legacy early part of 2023 we just have to wait and see though but you know outside of that a little unfortunate it got delayed but hey if it makes the game look uh, even better though hey i'm all for it though so yeah so that's about it in terms of that one news segment now, this one right here, though, whole freaking shoot. Super Punch-Out, nearly after 20-plus long years of this game being out, people have gone in and finally discovered that there is actually a two-player mode in Super Punch-Out. And I'm like, what in the actual world? Because, you know, if you know the Punch-Out series, 
it is known to be a single player game ever since from the nes to this super nintendo all the way up onto the wii it is primarily a one player game you go from match to match to match in your boxing career taking out challengers left and right however there's I don't know how in the world we're finding cheat codes out several years after the fact of being able to figure out there's actually a two-player mode. So get this. If you have both the controllers um, plugged up, if you have both of the players controlled up at the, at the start of the title, you literally have to hold Y and R and then press A or start. And then following the screen, it will appear... Um, you actually will get like a versus select screen where you can challenge any of the, the select fighters though. And it's like a special circuit or whatever though. But then even more, this that's like a free match mode or whatever though. And then you press like B and Y and then hit press A or start. And from now the CPU, then the CPU opponent can be controlled via the second player controller. And then, you know, then basically you have one person controlling little Mac and then anyone else controlling any of the other ones that you chose from like the free select screen or whatever though. So that's just crazy having like Lil Mac fighting like like Glass Joe or whatever though. I was like, what the actual heck? So that is crazy. And it's, you know, obviously it works on the original Super Nintendo. It also will work with Nintendo Switch Online if you happen to have the uh, the basic tier or whatever. Or if you're an expansion pack, you already had that included with it though. So that's just crazy. All these years later, we're still finding stuff out about older retro games like this one, though. So that just kind of makes me happy. I, I I love the original Punch-Out, though, and put a little bit of time up in the Super Punch-Out, whatever. Though. I might have to actually dabble with this just to kind of mess around with this one, though. But honestly, it's just great to find out stuff like this several years later when you think you might know a game or whatever, though. And then something like this just pops up, though. So you never know with any of these older games. If there's any other things that are kind of hidden in there with the with the codes or whatever though, with with the developers, you just never know what they're actually gonna what they might put up in there, and we still might not have discovered till this day though. But that's basically all I have to say on that segment though. So moving right along, oh shoot, this one right here, golly. So uh, we know Nintendo's on fire with selling them switches and whatnot though, selling software and everything else in that nature, releasing games. Left and right, though, uh, I, I guess the heat finally caught up to them, though, because the fire actually broke out at Nintendo Development Headquarters. But thankfully, there was no injuries, though. Now, it's, it's crazy with this one, though, because the fire was believed to start around like one o'clock. And thankfully, the employees extinguished the flame. So it it was like a it wasn't like a large scale fire. We're not talking about something that just completely burned down uh, like a a floor level or like the whole building up like that. It wasn't that severe though, but some of the desks and chairs in the room on the third floor were burned. But again, thankfully all the employees were safe though. But you know, you had like fire trucks, policemen all showing up or whatever though. And they, they were trying to, you know, do their regular investigations or whatnot though. But it might've been a device being charged that actually might have started the fire whatever though i mean when you're dealing with that much electronics up in the building i mean it doesn't surprise me that these things or these little incidents happen a little bit more all it takes is like a little bit of a spark or something like that um for something like this to actually happen within a company though so luckily you know no casualties nothing was severely lost you don't have to worry about like you know if, if anything was like destroyed whether that had been like 
progression for like game development or something like that though so thankfully we don't have to worry about any of that though but honestly it's glad everybody was safe it was kind of a low scale thing they were able to put the fire out themselves so yeah i just want to report on that just to let y'all know that hey everything's a-okay and good on that though now speaking of nintendo we did get some we did get a new release from them kirby's dream buffet now with kirby's dream buffet honestly they showed this game off as like a twitter drop last month and when i saw that last month i was like okay we had xenoblade chronicles 3 also live alive that came out in july um in the month of oh excuse me in the month of august we didn't have anything scheduled and in the month of september we had splatoon 3 now I knew that they had stuff July and September. They didn't have anything in August. So I was already knowing this was going to be like a low-scale eShop game. They were going to drop it in the month of August. I didn't know if it was going to be free to play or if it was going to be, you know, just like a little bit of a um, free to play or if it was going to cost a little bit of money. I was thinking if it was going to cost money, it was going to be 20 bucks. It turns out to be that it was actually only $15. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, that's not too bad, though. But I was looking around. It wasn't a game that I thought was actually going to get me because I could tell um, that if I were to get it, I'll play it for like a few rounds with my friends or whatever, though, and then I'll probably would just kind of set it down or whatever, though. But from all the gameplay I saw from other people, though, it does seem like a very sweet game. <laughs> no pun intended, though. Because, like, you're, you're rolling around trying to collect these strawberries or whatnot, though. You're racing with up to three other players, so a grand total of four. And then you have some Waddle Dees or whatever, though. And you're just rolling around collecting the most strawberries. If you manage to get to the very end, you get 50 strawberries or whatever. If you're first person there, second place, I think, gets something on the lines of like 20-ish, and then the third person gets 10. You got to be dead last. You don't get any bonus wins, though. So it kind of gives you like incentive that kind of have like two different kind of mindsets while running through these levels. Either you can kind of take your time, get strawberries along the way, and try to get as much as possible along your way, or you can kind of blitz through it, pick up some along the way, but then try to net a whole bunch at the very tail end of the race. So, so it kind of... I wouldn't say it's like anything like a deep meta or something like that, though. But it does put a little bit of strategy in terms of your racing or whatever, though. And there's like certain copy abilities, whatever, though, that allows you to kind of knock other Kirby's off the course. Or there's like even like spring ones where it's like you start off at one point and it shoots you way down the course or whatever, though. I saw someone come back from like last place and get first place or whatever, though. So when you got stuff like that, I mean, I mean you know it, it, it could change the game just in a heart attack or whatever though it's not just the race then you have like a battle mode or whatever though you have like a few different rounds or whatever though obviously the big ultimate goal is to be the fattest kirby or whatever though and honestly these game matches they go by pretty quick they last about five minutes so you can kind of get in and out with your friends and starting up um, starting up with rounds and stuff like that also saw the fact that shoot there's like a whole bunch of levels that you can acquire and then you can unlock certain cosmetic things or other things along the way. Like you can get like a burger hat or something like that for Kirby or whatever though. Or you can unlock new courses to either race on or battle on or whatever though. So there's a lot of different unlocks that you can get. And the level, I know that level cap is high. Can't remember if I saw someone say that it almost went to a hundred or maybe a little above a hundred or something like that. But it is a whole bunch of levels though. So you have to put a decent amount of time up into this game, try to unlock 
every single thing that the game has to offer, though. Now, honestly, if it was free to play, then that would have been stuff you would have been paying out of pocket. Probably a lot more than 15 bucks, though. So at least in some kind of way, though, you're actually able to go through and um, get everything in the game right at the start when you just had this bare set minimum or maximum $15 that you have to pay in order to kind of get into the game though. So at least you don't have to worry about all the microtransactions though. I think the one caveat that I think most people will probably have to say about this game is the fact that it's only four people. And it was kind of similar when we first saw the gameplay that it was kind of similar to Fall or Fall Guys, which, you know, with Fall Guys, it's like a whole bunch of people. Like we're talking about 50 plus or whatever um, amount of people that are up in the game, though. However, with this one, though, it's only just four. It makes you think, could they have even put at least eight players in there? Because you have like four other Waddle Ds with you or whatever, though. So it makes you think you could have potentially Nintendo could have found a way to put more up in there, though. But I guess they decided not to. I don't know, though. But I feel like this is kind of a fun game. If you happen to have a um, local play, then uh, obviously you're going to have quite a bit of fun or whatever, though. And then if you're playing with people online, if you got like three other good buddies, you should be able to have a fairly good time with this game, though. But yeah, that's basically all the thoughts I kind of saw or slash I noticed myself while watching other people kind of go through and stream the game, though. It seemed like a pretty nice game or whatever, though. I don't know, maybe if I just felt in the mood or something like that, maybe sometime later down the road, I might just pick it up. Who knows? I doubt this game's going to go on sale. I mean, it's already 15 bucks or whatever, though. But yeah, so honestly, some really good stuff in this game, though. Um, Just, you know, capping off Kirby's... uh anniversary year right now i think that might honestly be the last brand new kirby thing we might get for his anniversary though so yeah some really good stuff like that though so we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic that being uh we did get another nintendo 64 game while we may not have a roadmap like how we had it from the original launch almost all the way up to was it june i believe close to e3 the e3 time um and now we, we've been kind of going off the cut. We don't know what we're kind of getting. One time we got Pokemon Puzzle League. And then um, and now we turn around and have Wave Race 64. And I'm like, ooh, Wave Race 64. I don't know how it took them this long to put this game out on the service, though. Because this game was like original, like a launch game for the Nintendo 64. It's like that original game that would make you think, oh, nice water. Like, it was that game right there. This is one that I actually had over there in my N64 collection. And I was like, oh, good. That's nice. Finally, I can show up the um, show up some of my friends on um, Wave Race, though, because I don't know why there's only two games in the series. One being on the N64 and one being on the GameCube and how we still don't have one um, ever since then, though. I feel like if they put one on the Switch... You could you imagine those water physics? Like I, I saw the water physics that was over there, and what was it? Paper Mario, the the Origami King or whatnot. Though man, that was some really good looking water over there. A game that's focused around water. Oh, I can only imagine. Like, come on, Nintendo, please give me that though. But yeah, so honestly, really good that the fact that we did manage to get Wave Race sixty four up on here though. And with September coming up next month, we normally normally get a Nintendo Direct of some kind. Um, or it's, it's been a long running history of them though. So if for some reason we get one, that's the time period that we know that that's when Nintendo subscription services are about to expire, or that's the time when people normally would try to renew. So if for some reason it might be getting kind of close to them saying, Hey, here's another system. I did make a video saying how there's a like a list of N64 games 
I picked out like 12 more that they could possibly add between now and a whole nother year from now. You can go ahead and check that video out on my channel though. However, one of those games was Wave Race and that is like the first one off of my list. So I'm glad that they put that one down on there though. But I feel like they might be adding Game Boy or Game Boy Advance, maybe Game Boy for like the original baseline Nintendo Switch online and then Game Boy Advance for an expansion pack. I feel like something like that is coming fairly soon, maybe next month. Fingers crossed, though. But yeah, it's good to have a brand new game, though. And it makes me think, hmm, what might be the next game that we could possibly get for the Nintendo Switch expansion pack, though? So yeah, that's going to basically do it in terms of that. And last but not least, we did get a Splatoon 3 Direct. I, I, you know what? Sometimes people online, they can either check my hive or I can ride behind them on the hype. And I was somewhere in between all of that in the midst of the lead up to before we even had this um, direct announce and the stuff afterward and the stuff even in the middle while I was watching it though. Because in the lead up to this direct, before we even knew it was a thing, people were like, what's going on with Splatoon? Um, is this game going to flop? Do they have anything to show? Whatever though. Hey, calm down. They were just trying to get Xenoblade Chronicles 3 promoted out the door before they focused on Splatoon 3. The direct came. It was absolutely phenomenal. I actually managed to do a stream on it on the day of that we got all that information. And I just went down. I sat through it with, it was primarily me and Bronto. Alexa said some stuff whenever we actually got to the, uh, Whenever we got to the, uh, what you call it, mode, the, um, oh gosh, I'm not even thinking of it off the top of my head, Salmon Run. Um, once we got to the Salmon Run stuff, he had to put his two cents on that one. That's where he mainly puts um, his time, um, mainly put his time up on the game or whatever, though. And we went through it and nitpicked everything, the stages, the modes, um, the weapons, the maps. All, all all that great stuff. I, I know I said stages and maps both on the same thing. You, you, you get my drift or whatever, though. All the new stuff, the, the matchmaking, the different changes with the rank mode and lead stuff, the save progression from Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3, the new tricolor turf wars, um, the fact that there's going to be a global um, splat fest that's going to be happening literally almost about six, what are we on, Sunday right now, at the time of this uh, live stream podcast, about almost um, six days from now, they're going to do a um, pot, or they're gonna do a splat fest on that. They confirmed three new, brand new amiibos and stuff like that. Um, they introduced uh, a mini turf war battling card. Man. Like, they had so much stuff to talk about. And the fact that you had, like, squid roll on top of, like, the squid surge, whatever, squid roll, you get, like, this brief time of invincibility when you, when you change direction or whatever, though, you carry your momentum. Squid surge, when you jump up off the wall, not only do you get it up in one full burst, but you get, like, some hang time up in the air. I can only imagine if you could do that and then pull off a snipe shot in the middle of the air. Like, oh, shoot, you never know what will hit you, man. Like, you never see it coming, though. And I was like, man, there was just so much that they jam-packed up in this thing. And then to see people go out there like Kit, our, Kit, love you, bro, man. Love you. Love the content you did with, like, you know, with Nintendo Men and whatnot, though. And a lot of your takes I agree on, though. But that one take where you said, man, that could have been, this direct could have been covered in the email, though. That was a definite, definite cap moment right there. Full cap. Like, go ahead and fire yourself three caps while you had it, though. Because if you're in the diehard community in Splatoon, like how I am and how much invested you're in this, that direct in itself, a whole lot of stuff is being changed literally from the ground up 
just the squid roll and the squid surge abilities themselves is going to change the whole nature of how this game is going to work and then thus on top of it with new weapons um new specials and everything else in between sub um, sub weapons all that good stuff though so yeah so honestly it's great to see all the new content up there. The tricolor splat, um, the tricolor um, splat fest and stuff like that. Very interesting, unique take how they're doing like a one half traditional, the second half that. The fact you got like three different, um, three different idol members, or I guess technically two, but then you got three. The big man. I like how the big man's play off of like manta ray big man. I mean that's pretty clever, Nintendo. I give I tip my hat off to you on that one though. But there's a lot of good stuff that they showed off in this thing, though. And I'm about ready to sink all my time up into this, though, because, man, shoot, I, I, oh, I dropped over a thousand hours over in Splatoon 2. Dallas going to get that high. I got other stuff that, you know, think and worry about and whatnot, though. But ready to dump a, quite a bit of time up into this game, though. So this, you know, this one, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. But hopefully people can kind of chill out, mellow out online and stuff like that though um in terms of that Splatfest, i probably will be streaming that sometime saturday at any given moment maybe closer to evening maybe mid-afternoon who knows but i'm planning on trying to stream and do some stuff on that one though so honestly some good times are coming and whatnot though then you had that splatoon 3 switch dropping out on friday as well so i'm like ooh, a lot, a lot of good stuff is about to come out for this game though so i am really looking forward to it though a great direct overall can't wait on this game um more than enough I feel like I keep going on and on and on, but if you wanted to hear me talk about even more Splatoon 3, definitely go out on my channel, check that Splatoon 3 stream, because uh, me and Bronzo, we went into the thick of it up in that window. A lot of good details, a lot of stuff that they could have put in the direct, but they, they shoved so much in that 30-minute direct that you we literally have to go to the website to figure out all the nitty-gritty in terms of how they're dealing with the rate modes and all of that stuff. Say progression in Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3. Something they didn't even say in the direct itself, though, but it was all on the website. So I got you all covered in that one video if you want to dive a little bit deeper up into that one, though. Yeah, so that's basically going to do it in terms of this... Um, in terms of the, um, all my gaming news, though, but I did want to kind of throw a little side thought out there. Just, just, a, just a quick little side thought because... Uh, my boy over there, Sonic Q, uh, I, I know he's doing uh, Splatoon 2. He's playing or streaming Splatoon 2 right now. Normally, he'll be in these streams or whatever, though. The past couple or, you know, these podcasts and whatnot, though. The past couple before um, this one, though, I know he was going through Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So that's what kind of tied him up for the past couple or whatever, though. And then this one right now, I saw him, man. He was going through and playing um, the Octo Expansion, the Agent 3 fight right now. And I was like, dang, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wish you luck. I know you're frustrated, man. If you were to come over here raw like that, you'd probably be saying some stuff that you might actually be regretting or whatever, though. I was just quickly checking to see if he was still streaming. Though. No, it looked like he, it, it looked like he might have been uh, mellowing out right now, though. So I, I don't think he's playing right now, though. But <laughs> he might be honestly chilling out at the moment, though, because I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, well, you, you know what? I was like, there's this... Um, I'm like, well, you know, he 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 ain't gonna be uh he ain't gonna be here or whatever though. But wish him luck on that. If you haven't played the Octo Expansion um pack, or, or I say pack, if you hadn't been playing the Octo Expansion and you have Splatoon 2, especially if you had the Switch expansion pack, because that mess comes free with it though, uh give it a try. I mean it, it's definitely worth it and it's really good. Man, it's really good. That's how you do a single player mode done right. Hopefully the Splatoon 3 single player mode is fairly good as well. But I think I dabbled or talked about Splatoon 3 long enough right now, though. So uh, 
without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump up into that. So about that show. Alright, so there's been a couple of things that I've been going through and uh, watching here. Um, there's been a couple of things I will say that I've been watching here lately that I've been going through and been really enjoying. Let's let's go ahead and talk about one that I mentioned earlier in the show, that being um, She-Hulk. Just sat down, watched the first episode yesterday. And uh, wait, was it yesterday? No, two days ago. What, wait, two days ago? Friday, Thursday. Yeah, two days ago. It's weird because normally, you know, like the Marvel shows and whatnot, though, they normally used to come out on Wednesday, but now I guess Disney's changing it up and they're dropping them down on Thursday. So it still feels a little odd. I mean, I remember back in the days of when WandaVision first came out, it was on Fridays. Then they got moved to Wednesdays because I guess when new movies and whatnot, though, come out on Fridays, you don't want them to conflict. It made sense to jump into Wednesday. And now I think they slid it to Thursday because I guess they had Star Wars stuff or whatever, though, kind of lining up with it, kind of clashing with it. So I guess they're trying to make it very unique. Only had the Marvel stuff on one dedicated dedicated day on that Thursday, though. So, yeah. So the first episode of She-Hulk, really good. I mean, it is definitely a shorter episode, at least to start things off which I was kind of odd or kind of put back by it though. But what they did within that short period of time within that 30 minutes or so, um, it basically just kind of set up the origin of how She-Hulk got her powers or whatever. Though. It's kind of interesting the fact that she's been able to basically tap into the Hulk powers and make it, make them her own like real quick in comparison to Bruce who's been stuck struggling in it for like over a decade he struggled with the Hulk and is like clashing uh, different persona personalities and whatnot though and the fact that she kind of did it like almost overnight I definitely say within like the, the span of like basically a week even though I think Bruce kind of kept them there a little longer I mean he was just trying to look out for um look out for his cousin and whatnot though because uh you know what? Uh, it, it, I mean, it is unfortunate the fact that uh, Lily, due to a car wreck, that um, that's basically how uh, she got her powers through, like some blood of Bruce slipping into her or whatnot. Though, so I think she has an interesting personality uh, right off the bat. I will have to probably see a little more episodes in order to kind of get like a f really good feel or whatnot. Though, if this basically kind of served as an origin story, whatever. Though, love the different callbacks they did uh, in terms of like Iron Man. With, with the Tony Stark references as well as um as well as the Captain America references they had up in it though because I mean this is technically the first way in a long time that we honestly been able to see an interaction of the Hulk getting like a new movie ish series ish kind of thing since Incredible Hulk way back when in like the early 2000s and stuff so it honestly I'm really looking forward to this series though I think it has a lot of good potential coming off of Miss Marvel. So, I mean, yeah, so it's it's nice to see a lot um, more female heroes get, you know, pushed into the, pushed into the spotlight. So I'm like, I'm really digging that. I really am, though. So I'm very curious to see exactly how the rest of the series will play out. Because you normally, I think from the first episode, you can kind of get like an origin-ish kind of feeling of where the main antagonist is going to come from in, in a weird kind of sense or definitely see some association or ties with it, though. But in that first episode, I don't think I saw anything unless the woman that she beat up in the in the attorney office or whatever, though, unless uh, she was associated with it. But we barely saw that fight or whatever. Or that fight was like concluded real quick or 
and what and whatnot though so yeah so honestly some really good stuff in that first episode i think that second episode is really gonna give us a flavor of what she hulk is really gonna be about though so yeah so that was one thing i was watching another thing that i've been watching and holy shoot i am literally like um oh goodness like 40 something odd episodes into the um the anime right now and oh my god I decided to go way back. I mean, way back, back into the 90s kind of anime. I've been going through and watching Yu Yu Hakusho. And golly, this anime right here, though, I'm like, what the actual heck? Because um, honestly, I just saw like a random clip of this on Twitter one day. And I was like, you know what? I was like, okay. And it was like some tournament arc. I didn't know exactly what tournament arc it is, but now I actually figured out which one it is. I'm actually at that part in the anime though. I was like, you know what? I was like, the voice acting for the dub, I was like, it seems pretty cool. I might just give it a try or whatever, though. The first couple episodes, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you have to get back into the old feeling of, you know, the four by three aspect ratio and dealing with that because, you know, like those older animes, like you're watching them on box TV. It's not like the widescreen TVs we have now. So it was kind of a trip down memory lane going back to that kind of style of anime and whatnot, though. But Man, Yusuke, though, he's a very interesting character in terms of his character growth and development. Because, like, literally, he, he was almost like a street thug rat that's fighting on the streets or whatever, though. I feel like this show is definitely like a fusion of, like, it definitely gave me a lot of Dragon Ball vibes mixed in with a little bit of Hunter Hunter with, the, like, its kind of specialty powers and not just, like, pure sheer fighting, like, Dragon Ball because he got, like, certain different other techniques and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I was like, oh, no. But this show was definitely doing it. Um, for those that are curious or have actually watched the show, I'm in the uh, that big tournament arc of, you know, like, what is it? I'm, I'm trying to think of the actual name or term for it. Like the power of uh, the tournament, uh, tournament of power, tournament darkness. You know, basically that big major tournament. You know what I'm talking about if you watch the show or whatever, though. And just got to the one part where we lost a good long friend of Yusuke's, the, the teacher. I, I just reached that part in the anime, and I was like, what the heck? A lot of emotions kind of stirred up inside of me. I was like, man, I was like, man, there's something about 90s animes that just kind of hits a little differently. I mean, because I'm always good. I mean, I'm always down to watch a good shonen or whatever, though, and it's been a hot minute since I watched a good one like this. Probably the last good one I watched was probably Hunter Hunt. Well, I say last good one last old one should i say because technically the last one i think i watched was technically uh was black clover but i'm talking about if the older anime that has already been completed definitely would have been hunter hunter though so yeah so it's been a hot minute though but yeah so this one is absolutely great highly recommended if you're an anime fan if you hadn't watched it but if you kind of watched the 90s because the the dialogue up in this show it's some stuff that (laughs) <laughs> you're never gonna hear in like a modern anime show or shoot probably even tv and tv in general it was just different times back then in the 90s where you could say other um it, it's nothing like super inappropriate though but it's just stuff that um i guess times have changed and you just ain't gonna hear that come out of anybody's um mouth nowadays though so yeah so honestly a really good show i am really digging it i didn't think i would get like 40 something odd episodes in within like a couple of weeks or something like that though honestly pretty hooked on that series though but i think that basically does it in terms of most of the stuff i've been watching though so yeah so that's going to basically conclude that segment though so now i'm going to go ahead and jump over to that last segment that being uh what you've been playing 
All right, so lately, I did manage to finish off Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That game was absolutely phenomenal. For those wondering, yes, I am going to be reviewing it, and I do have plans here fairly soon to actually sit down, hopefully with my two good buddies, Mario and Sonic, to actually talk about that game. They, they've been waiting for me to be able to finish this game. Mario took a whole week off, and I think I said this multiple times, just to sit down and play that game like for like his vacation. Sonic, you had a lot more time than me, and then I was straggling in in last place to try to get the try to finish that game up. So they've been waiting on me to be able to sit down and talk about this thing. Hell, I have a lot to talk about it. For those wondering, yes, it is going to be a spoilerly kind of discussion or whatever, though. So honestly, don't watch this discussion until actually uh, you sit down and play through the game. Or if you don't have any interest playing the game, but you just kind of want to know what happens in the game. You're just that big of a Nintendo fan or whatever, whatever floats your boat or whatever, though. So yes, yeah, so that is in the works. So if you see content kind of dying down a little bit, I mean, I, I, I'm not throwing out like a lot of individual upload videos as it is already, though. But I'm my goal is on that one is to try to finish that big fat review. It, it's going to be fat. Like I'm like my Xenoblade Chronicles one discussion one. I think that was like uh, an hour and a half. And that had a little bit of Xenoblade 2 stuff up in there because I never had a dedicated Xenoblade 2 review or whatever, though. I, I imagine it's going to be somewhere in the net range of an hour, two hours. Not sure if I'm going to split it up into parts, drop it all as one big thing, though. But the goal is to get that big fat review out, finished, done, edited, and dropped on the channel before Splatoon 3 comes out. Because if I don't do it by then, huh, shoot, it might be a lost cause or whatever. I really don't want it to be because we always, at least between me, Sonic, you, and Mario, we always like going through playing the games, sitting down and discussing it, because it's always an experience with those Xenoblade games. So, and that ending, though, whole freaking shoot. I really want to say something about that one, though. So, yes, yeah, so I did manage to finish that game up. Phenomenal game. Look forward to that review, though. Outside of that, once I got done with that game, I actually picked up Kingdom Hearts 3, and I finally started to go through and play through that one. The long road to it. I literally started that game series, Kingdom Hearts, Last year, whenever I had the, whenever I got that PlayStation Five, it was like roughly a couple months after. I got in like in the middle of summer, I think like around Julyish or something like that. So yeah, so it's been almost, almost a year long journey with me going through and playing Kingdom Hearts game. I'll play it, play some other games, come back to the next game in the series, and so forth. Though finally managed to get through all of them through Dream Drop Distance, that being like the last main game ish. Technically, Birth by Sleep zero point two. Got through all of that, got through the 1.5 plus 2.5, 2.8. Now I'm finally to three. And so far, so good. I, I, I got through the um I got through the Hercules world, which was the opening one. Um, got through the Rapunzel one. And I felt like I got through one more. Oh, Hercules, Rapunzel, and the Toy Story World. I got through all three of those. And then right now I'm currently in the frozen world. So that's where I'm at in the story right now, though uh goal is on that one hopefully i can manage to beat that game before um before splatoon 3 comes out that that's my goal whatever games i'm trying to play through and go through and finish right now they better be done and finish out the way before splatoon 3 comes out because if not then oh uh, shoot it's gonna be really like a good lost cause or whatever though but yeah so hopefully i finish it you know here fairly soon or whatever though but so far i'm really liking it i'm really digging it the fact that they included so many different styles of the kingdom hearts battle on um, the battle systems like obviously you had the baseline kingdom hearts one stuff all there in kingdom hearts 2 they added like the different forms that you can do based upon different attacks or whatever though then in uh birth by sleep they added the shot lock on um, the shot lock 
input thing and then dream drop distance and you have like the flow motion or whatever it's like a culmination of all of that stuff in kingdom hearts 3 and you're just slowly relearning more stuff on top of that because once again they always have like the nerf sore in some kind of way and then make him learn back some of his stuff or whatever though or you know he always has to get stronger or whatnot though so anyway that's where i'm currently playing right now and outside of that it's mostly been it i actually managed to pick up splatoon 1 on the wii u yes on the wii u i was just kind of getting ready for splatoon 3 i've been going through there playing some turf wars i'm trying to get my level up high enough to get the rank x i honestly thought that game was actually dead because when i was first trying to get into the matchmaking thing on like splatoon 1 and i was on level one it took over oh shoot i would say somewhere in the net range of seven to ten minutes for me to be able to even get a single match um match made up but then after i got to level four the game was like all right you had your fun now here come all the level 50 japanese players i was like what the heck i was like bruh i was over here looking at bronto because he, he was playing some turf wars with me trying to get my level up higher though and i was like man this game is like like crack like everything hit harder you were moving faster or whatever like that game is fundamentally broken i was like oh shoot i was like splatoon 1 could be fun if you just want to play the broken aspect of it or whatever though but if you're trying to play the game competitively no stick to two and then what will be eventually three whenever it comes out though but yeah splatoon 1 is just like mindless fun or whatever though so yeah so man that, that game's absolutely crazy or whatever though but it's interesting going back and seeing how splatoon 1's roots took place and I was trying to go through and play through some of the story mode and stuff like that, though, um, along with playing 2, and then I'll get ready for Splatoon 3. But that's mostly most of my gaming stuff that I've been doing here uh, lately, though. And that basically does it in terms of this podcast for episode 39. Quite a bit of stuff we went through and talked about. Been playing through a good little decent bit of games, though. But honestly, it's been really fun and whatever, though. Hopefully for episode 40, at least fingers crossed, I can, get, I can get the crew back up in here, though. I think everybody might be closer on a little bit of a normal schedule and whatnot, though. So at least here's hoping, though, because uh, 40, 40 is going to be a fairly decent. It's going to be a decent big one. It's going to be a decent big one. I'll, I'll tell you that one, though. But yeah, that's basically going to do it in terms of this episode. So if you really like this episode, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things video game related. I feel like talking about and discussing. If you happen to be one of my listeners that happen to be listening to this on one of my podcast servers, whether that be Google, Apple, Spotify, or even Amazon Music Podcasts, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Give it a quick review if you're able to do that. Share this podcast around. Just I'm just one dude just going through talking about video games, pop culture stuff, all that stuff. If you happen to be watching this on a podcast server, do keep in mind, I actually do stream these podcasts live on my YouTube channel every other sev- uh, every other Sunday night. It's a bi-weekly podcast. You can always catch me out on 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch me live whenever these podcasts go live, though. I, in the description box down below or in the show notes, you're able to see there is a Twitter account that's fully dedicated to my podcast episode that you're able to click on that and get updates on when I actually go live or things happen to change at last second or whatever, though. I mean, you can always plan or whatever, though, but then life always happens or whatever, though. But at least on that Twitter account, I keep all y'all informed on when I'm going live, certain topics, all that good stuff or whatever, though. So do keep that in mind. If you have to be a podcast listener on one of the podcast servers, though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of this episode. So remember, y'all, Until whatever video I make next, and until my episode 40, 
I'll see y'all later.